0: Welcome to Happy Class. This is a special bonus series of the Live Free Creative Podcast, where I, Miranda Anderson, give you a little bit of an inside scoop into my Master of Applied Positive Psychology program at UPenn. I am going to spend the 2022-2023 school year diving deep into the science of well-being, answering the question, what makes life worth living? And I'm excited to share little bits and pieces along the way with you. So whether you're interested in what's it like being in graduate school as an almost 40-year-old, or if you, like me, are interested in living a little bit better life, I hope that you'll enjoy these quick, thoughtful insights as to the things that I'm learning and what I think about them. Hop into my backpack. Let's head on in to happy class. Hey, welcome back to Happy Class. We're on week 33, and I have taken a nice break, and I'm back. I'm back to studying, research, reading. I had a great call with an advisor, my capstone advisor, Catherine Cotter, earlier this week to get established for a little bit of a plan for what the next six to eight weeks will look like. I only have one project left to finalize my studies. And that's my capstone project. The capstone, I've I've talked about it a few different times, but it's sort of a wide open playing field. You can do a full literature review that's just basically a huge research paper, or you can develop some sort of artifact. You can do a toolkit or a program, develop a workshop, all sorts of different things. And I decided because I went into the program hoping to gain some new understanding and research ability so that I could prepare myself to write another nonfiction book, that I would use all of that to my forward progress and momentum in this endeavor by having my capstone be a book proposal. All of the capstones require a literature review, which is basically a research paper, a research component. But because I'm doing an artifact or a book proposal as well, I get to do a little bit shorter of a research paper and then use the other portion of my, you know, energy and creativity into creating the proposal itself. The only part of the capstone that's graded is the research piece, the literature review. The artifact will be noted and, you know, looked at but not taken into account for the grading and the whole project is pass fail. I think another important piece is that they've never had anyone fail. So as far as general like, pressure, the stakes are fairly low. We were taught well how to write research papers, how to do the research, how to formulate an argument and set up a story. The way that I'm going about my capstone right now is to think about beyond the capstone, which for me is the idea of a nonfiction book about everyday creativity. I know creativity has been talked about a lot. It's been written about a lot. There are hundreds of books about creativity. And the piece that I want to, sort of the angle I want to take or the piece that I want to talk about is beyond the inspiration of creativity, beyond the muses and the spirituality component and all of these things that are often talked about, and beyond the how creativity can you know, innovate and change the world. I want to talk about quiet creativity, about how being open-minded and flexible and adaptable and putting new things together and converging things in new ways can benefit our everyday life, how it changes our brains, it changes our mindsets and our outlooks, it increases our energy levels and enables us to have better relationships. There's so many benefits to using creativity and to consciously using creativity, knowing what it is enough that you know we don't just think like it's a thing that you either have or you don't have. I want to dispel some of the myths around creativity. and also explain it, explain some of the cool science and research about creativity in a very approachable way so that, Anyone, you know, any mom walking through Barnes & Noble could pick up a copy and feel like they understand what creativity is in a way they haven't necessarily before and that I give them lots of tools for understanding why it's important and also how to build it. My current outline of everyday creativity has three parts. One is the what, what is creativity? What does the research show about it? Like what's actually happening in your brain when you do what we call create, you know, creative things. Number two or part two is the why. Why does creativity matter? Why does it make a difference for us? And this is where I'll talk about all the benefits of creativity for the individual. And then the third part will be the how. How do I incorporate creative practices into my everyday life how does creativity look in different settings and different environments I'll use some personal examples I have considered myself a creative person my whole life and I have lots of examples of creative projects and endeavors that I've done I'm also really interested in interviewing and talking to other creative people particularly women and talking about some of their stories about everyday creativity that is the end goal. That's the the end goal result for the actual book. So I wanted to start there with what do I want the whole book to look like in its eventual you know published format and then I'm backing that up to which piece of this should I use for my literature review and which you know and how do I then go on and create the the book proposal. Some of you may know some of you may not that my first book, More Than Enough, that was published in 2019 was a self-published project. That was a book I did have an editor and a copy editor and a designer and a full team. It was created in the same way that it would have been if I had had a publishing house But I wanted to control some of the pieces and the timeline, and I talk a lot about this in a couple episodes of the main podcast. So if you're interested in my journey to self-publishing, you can listen to episode number 47, Self-Publishing and Self-Permission, is all about that process. This time, I'm excited to attempt traditional publishing. My audience looks a little bit different than it did in 2019. My own timeline and capacity looks different than it did. I would really like to work with a with a an established team and have an agent and kind of do the whole thing the in a different way. So in the tra- you know, I've done it in a non-traditional way. I'm interested in trying to do it the traditional way and the way that you begin writing a non-fiction book if you want it published traditionally is to write a proposal. The proposal is basically the sales pitch for the book that I will query to agents. I'll send it initially to nonfiction agents who I would hope, you know, I match with someone who wants to represent me. I want to write more books than two. I have one that's published and was self-published. I want to write this book about creativity. And then I have A handful of other ideas. I love writing. I like the bridging of stories and information and putting it in the accessible format of a book that someone can listen to or pick up at the store. I have been changed by books and I know that just having those stories and that information out there can can help people and change people. So my book proposal is part of an end goal of stepping into maybe a longer relationship with an agent and with a publisher. So it matters to me and it almost matters more the book proposal in terms of my next step of my career. The book proposal matters more than the literature review being graded. So I will do the research for the whole book, but in order to satisfy the demands of this capstone project, I'm going to do the research for one section of the book because I have a timeline. You know, six weeks, I'm not going to do all of the research and writing for the entire book. I'm going to focus on section two, which is the why. So my literature review will really focus on the evidence-based benefits of everyday creative practices. I'll look into different studies that have been done on how creative practices change us how they benefit us how they help us and that will be the focus of my literature review for the capstone i'm so excited because i know intuitively a lot of benefits of creative practices and getting my you know, up to my elbows in research around it, I think will be really helpful for me, increase my understanding and also increase my own motivation to make more space for creative practices in my everyday life. Once I have the literature review figured out and drafted, then I'll put some focus on the book proposal itself. I have a couple good examples of book proposals, luckily because I have some great friends that are published authors. So I have a format to use as I'm kind of outlining my own book proposal, they're usually fairly robust. The examples I have are between 30 and 40 pages long, including proposed chapters and um, some sample chapters, marketing strategy and plan, a bio all about me, like why am I the person that wants to write this book? What do I bring to the table? Um, some comparable titles, uh, other books out there that are would be on the same shelf that are kind of along the same lines. So there's a lot of sort of market research and uh, more professional marketing bio stuff happening in the proposal than what will be included in the literature review itself. And it makes sense that for this program, the the book proposal, you know, the professors that are looking at it will be like, oh, this is interesting, but that's not where the research-based work is. So the, the research will be in the literature review. And then, like I said, I'll use my literature review to write the stories and to write the the chapters. And even though I'm only going to do the research for one of them in the next six weeks, I will have sort of this framework of how to go about writing the book once I have it under contract. While it has felt really good to be a little bit on break from school, now i am ready to dive back in i've set aside a couple days a week some specific hours to work on my capstone i'm planning on writing it similarly to when i wrote my book more than enough which it's it's much shorter but just the process of having an outline and then dedicating specific days to specific pieces and going in and getting the work done and fleshing it out drafting and then revising. I turn in the draft on July 1st of both the literature review and the book proposal and then I'll get some feedback and then I turn in the final on July 15th. I'm hoping that I can get as much done as possible in the next couple weeks just to front load it and give myself lots of space for revisions and editing because I know that that process is quite long. I also have a primary goal of enjoying this process of Feeling how fun it is to do research about a topic that I'm really interested in and that I felt affect my life deeply. Once the official project is turned in, I also am responsible for creating a poster, which is kind of funny because it feels like grade school. And on the same token, I'm writing a paper about creativity. So, how fun to create a poster about my project. And there's a specific APA style format that I'll have to look into and figure out what exactly that means, that is due the end of July. So my next several weeks are research and writing and reading. I looked up the top 10 most well-known books about creativity and ordered all of them. I've already read a couple. Let me read you the titles. I'm curious how many of these you've read. The top 10 books on creativity according to Google are... Creativity, Flow, and the Psychology of Discovery and Invention by uh, Jixem Nihai. Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear by Elizabeth Gilbert, which I've read and love. The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Also, I've read and loved it. Originals, How Nonconformists Move Through the World by Adam Grant. So excited. Love him. Steal Like an Artist, 10 Things Nobody Told You About Being Creative by Austin Kleon. I have seen this book all over, but I haven't read it yet. Creative Confidence, Unleashing the Creative Potential Within Us All by Tom Kelly and David Kelly. The War of Art, Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles by Stephen Pressfield. Art and Fear, Observations on the Perils and Rewards of Art Making by David Bales and Ted Orland. Imagine How Creativity Works by Jonah Lair. And crea- The Creative Habit, Learn It and Use It for Life by Twyla Tharp. Those are the Books that I've ordered, I'm sure that they're, like I said at the beginning, there's hundreds of books about creativity. I actually ordered one earlier this year by Ashley Gad called Create Anyway, The Joy of Pursuing Creativity in the Margins of Motherhood. I like that it's specific to moms, so I'm excited to dig into that as well. None of these books will be super helpful with my research because I'm supposed to be using peer-reviewed articles and journal articles. However, I think they'll be exceptionally helpful as I'm preparing to write a book about creativity from maybe a little bit of a different tack. That's what I'm up to right now this week in Happy Class, friends. I hope to tell you more throughout the process, and I hope that you're having a fantastic week. Seeking the truth never gets old.